Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Commercial property refinance. You might have owned your commercial property for a while, a couple of years, or potentially you are thinking of buying your commercial property now but wondering how you can keep going and how does commercial finance work when it comes to refinancing and how long you have to wait and what are the things the bank look for when they're refinancing your property. Join me in this podcast. Let me walk you through the different commercial property finance options, the refinance, and when you should be financing. And at what point would the bank actually allow refinance on your commercial property? So join me and let me walk you through it. I'm going to go over refinancing for commercial property. Why you want to refinance, when you should refinance, and really, is it necessary for you to keep going forward in your property journey through refinancing, right? So let's get started. If you bought a property before today and you bought it 12 months, 18 months, two years ago, you should absolutely look into refinancing. One of the reasons that you do that is because about two or three years ago, you might have found that there's a bit more gaps between where the interest rate was and how much you're getting in terms of your yield, in terms of your return. And which means that right now, as the yield has compressed in the last two to three years, no matter whether in your metro or regional, this is a time where the value of the property has also gone up which means that you can actually now pull out the equity. Now, a lot of people don't know that in commercial, pull out the equity on on a property is just the same as in residential. They often think it's more complicated. Well, it absolutely isn't. What it is, is that within a 12-month period, the bank is not going to go back there and revalue your commercial property. So you're going to do it after 12 months. And preferably, most people wait potentially 18 months to do it just because they let market changes rental increases maybe they have time to tweak the property a little bit increase the rent or maybe they swapped out a tenant before they send the valuers back in right because the bank is not going to value a commercial property unless there's some changes to it a rental increase change of tenant or or that you might have done some kind of refurbishment triggers that there has been a material change in the property which allows for a valuer to go back in allows for the bank to refinance. Now you can either stay with your current bank, refinance, get a completely different loan and pull out the equity or most people actually move to a different bank because different banks have different criteria in commercial property and that's how they get a refinance using different valuer than they did before when they got the first property or they first bought the property and then pull out that equity and go again to buy the second property. Now how does that work? Now for example if say two years ago or three years ago you bought a property for a million dollars and you were borrowing 65% for lease stock. Now lease stock loans are based on the lease itself so the lease on the property has to be able to service the debt so that the mortgage on the property in order for the bank to lend you the money. It doesn't test for you for servicing, doesn't look at your assets and liabilities, all it does is look at the lease for the servicing right and that's all it will do. Now Bearing that in mind, uh, when you go for a refinance, or we, it is still going to be a lease stock loan. So the bank is still going to want the lease. It may be the original lease you're giving back to them, and it obviously has a shorter period now. So before you were on, say, a five-year lease or a three-year lease, now if you waited 12 months or 18 months, you're now on a 18 months, two years, or 
a four or three and a half year lease. So the value is going to take that into consideration. So you've got to time the time you refinance, right? So if you are on a lease and the lease is expiring, you've had the property for two years, it's a three-year lease, and you're at year two and you've got one more year to go, not a great time to refinance. You'd rather wait for the tenant to take the option, then refinance at that point with the longest lease time because the value of the property goes up, right? But if you are in a five-year five year lease and you're two years into it, by all means, go and refinance because there's still a long period in the lease that is still left and still quite considered quite secure by the banks, right? So now when you go to refinance, the lease that you give to the bank has to be has to show that there is rental income because it's based on the rental income you're getting the refinance. So if you are bor- if when you bought the million dollar property and you borrow 65% and which is 650,000 and that you now wanted a revaluation and access your equity, let's say the property gone from 1 million to 1.2 million. It's gone up by 20% over the last couple of years, right? So it's now worth 1.2 million. Now, 65% of 1.2 million is 780,000. Now, 780,000 minus 650,000, you end up with $130,000 of equity you can use for your next commercial property deal. Now, doesn't make not seem like a lot, but if you hold two, three, four, or ten commercial properties, then and imagining that every couple of years you're able to pull out $130,000 for each of your properties to buy the next property, it really snowballs. By the time you accumulate five or ten and you go through this exercise every two to three years, all of a sudden you find if it's $130,000 there and you've got three or four or five properties, you all of a sudden have $500,000, $700,000, a million dollars to put into the next property. And essentially, you're rolling things forward organically rather than manufacturing equity. Of course, you can always manufacture equity, go through that refinancing process, right? But what we're talking about is set and forget, waiting for the, the natural market increases in value and then refinancing. So the $780,000 you want to pull out of this property or refinance because it's now worth $1.2 million, you've got to make sure that your lease and the income coming from your lease actually service will service the new debt. Now, that will often be the case if in the time you had the property, you've taken care of the property, the tenants paid rent on time, they've also had rental increases, you should be able to show that cash flow through your bank account and it shouldn't be a problem to show that the rent is actually coming in, the tenants are paying the outgoings and you're actually going to be able to cover mortgage repayments. As long as you're able to do that and the valuation comes in at the new value of $1.2 million, the bank will lend you for that refinance, which means you'll be able to pull out the one thirty go and buy another property and on and on and go and you snowball and roll this together. Of course, the idea is to accumulate as fast as you possible so that every time you can refinance, you pull out more money, go and do the next deal because nothing makes up for lost passive income, lost rent uh, or potential capital gains, right? So you want to recycle that more and more. Now, that's totally set. That's for the set and forget. If you're looking for a refinance on a property that you've done an uplift, it's pretty straightforward. Now, that is two different types of loans. When you bought an uplift property, you either would have bought it as a full documentation loan where they would have looked at you to service the debt because when you do an uplift, most of the time, the property is vacant or have very little holding income, so you have to be able to show you're able to service the debt. So 
you would have been able to show your servicing, right? So when you go for a refinance for a uplift property, you may have to go through the, 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 the servicing again if you want to. The other option you have is this lease stock loan where they're using the lease itself to show the servicing. Alternatively, you might have gotten one of these things called a boost loan where they own, they're securing it against the vacant property and they will probably lend you 65 to 70% of the vacant property. So buying a million dollar property, 65 or 70%, 650,000. Again, the same 165,000, except of course your interest rate is a lot higher now. When you first got into it, because it's vacant and or on non-substantial leases, the bank is instead of charging you, you know, five or 6% when it in a lease stock loan, they're going to charge you 2% above that. So 8% potentially heading towards 9%. But that's all the cost of doing an uplift, just like cost of doing developments, right? So when you go and refinance, you're obviously going to have a lower interest rate, which is fantastic. Uh, you're going to do it based on a lease stock, which is 65% of the new value. So let's say you go from you know, 1 million and now you've engine, you bought it vacant and you've re-engineered it and now the property is worth 1.2 as well. Right, um, and now you want to put out seven hundred eighty thousand. It's the same thing. You have to produce that lease, and that will hopefully be a brand new lease. The property will be refurbished by you. You'll be able to pull out the seven hundred eighty thousand, repay the bank, the other bank that have lent you the original money on the vacant property, and you get to pocket your one hundred thirty thousand. Maybe for you, that's a return on the on the deposit you put in and you can go and recycle and do the next deal. Or potentially, uh, you might refinance and decide that this is a great cash flow, you just end up keeping the property, or you might end up selling an uplift property in the next year or so. Or you may decide that refinance isn't right for you, and that selling an uplift right property will be right for you. Whatever it is, there's lots of different ways, but when it comes to refinancing of commercial properties, it works exactly like residential. You have to define value. The value is defined through a new lease, refurbishments, or increases in rent. Once you establish the value, there will be a new new, new market value to the property. So once you establish those three things, new market value is defined on the property. A value comes in, values the property based on changes of factors and also comparisons, obviously, in the market. Say next door, around the corner, similar type of tenants, similar type of fit out, and they'll value the property. And then once it's been valued, the bank will accept the valuation and then they will give you the money. And then you'll be able to take the money and buy again, which is always a great thing when you're able to buy again, right? So on that note, if you're looking at refinancing commercial property or you currently have commercial property and you don't know whether you should refinance, how to re-leverage or how to put together your portfolio or actually just leverage your portfolio better, email us, Helen Tarrant uh, at Unicorn Commercial Property or Helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au, email, reach out to us. We'll let us help you reorganize your portfolio so you get better cash flow, better growth, and that is sustainable for the long term. Bye for now. So hopefully this has given you a quick overview and rundown of what or how to refinance your commercial property and how you should plan it. Ideally, you would plan to refinance your commercial property every 12 to 18 months or look into the the possibility of it. Typically, people will hold on till the time period of when they have their lease interest only. Then, or when it comes to option renewal, they'll hold on to that and they renew the lease or take up the option or wait till interest only is completed before they go ahead and refinance the property. However, for you, depending on what you want to do, I find that when our clients go into the stage of buying their third property, they often go to their first property and refinance and pull out the money, the equity there.
plus their own savings and that helps them to get into their third commercial property. If you're looking for someone to build out a pathway and work out specifically when you should be refinancing and look at your overall financials and you want someone to really work with you in a team building you a commercial property portfolio that's both positive in cash flow and have growth and have the uplift potential, connect with me, Helen Tarrant, Unicorn Commercial Property. Information's below. Get a copy of my book. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your working income with passive income through commercial property.